Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 320, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, lap 13. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode is brought to you by X-Japan. X-Japan is one of the most successful rock groups in Japanese history, led by composer, drummer, and pianist Yoshiki. Shout out to X-Japan. Well, shout out to X Japan and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever with us today talking about Tokyo Drift. He was just on an episode of 1999, the podcast, not too long ago, recounting his time meeting Dennis Rodman. So go listen to that episode if you want to Ooh, hear that fun. story. Uh, but he's also a director of note, a friend I made at a film festival. We have with us today, Matt Stewart. Hello, Matt. What's up? How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Not bad. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty stoked to uh, talk some talk some Tokyo Drift. I'm excited to hear you talk about Tokyo Drift. I've talked about all sorts of movies with you over the years. I've seen movies with you. We've watched movies together. You know, yeah. we've, we've we've had movies stop on us together at the same time as people passed out in other theaters. But, like, I don't really know what your history is with these movies. And I, I don't want to assume that you hate them all, but I also think you might hate them all. But, like, what is your history with The Fast and Furious? Where did you come to them? When did you see this one for the first time? What's your overall vibe? Before we get to the rankings, like, what's your overall yeah. vibe with the franchise? So, uh, yeah, it's a fair assumption that I would hate all of them, but I actually don't. Uh, Good. But, all right. Yeah. I, uh, so I saw the OG Fast and Furious just like randomly, like exactly when it came out. But I think I had never seen a trailer. I like had no idea what it was, basically. Okay. I was, like not really into cars or anything. So it, probably if I had seen a trailer, I'd have been like, fuck this movie. I don't care. <laughs> but I, uh, I but you saw, saw it in theaters. It, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. And I, oh, okay. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But then... I just didn't see any of the sequels until Fast Five. And then Fast Five, I thought, was like a really good time. So I think then I saw Six after that, kind of hated Six, and then went back and rewatched One through Six. And after that rewatch of like all of them back to back, I was like, no, Six is awesome. Okay, uh, cool. Like knowing things about the other movies. Uh, and then I think since Six, I've seen everything sort of right as it came out. Whether or not I'm like, this movie is going to be terrible, or I'm actually excited for it, I still will go see it. This is so much more of a positive outlook than I thought, because Joe, like, the history is like, it's not, like, you and I have different tastes in movies, but like, Obviously, yeah. yeah. But it's, me and Matt are different in that, like, there's certain <laughs> movies where, like, I mean, it's very, he's very into genre, like, we met at Fantastic Fest, but, like, things that I, like, think are absolute dog shit, he's just, like, this movie rules like and then okay. I think are great like just Simon like, says <laughs> yes like Simon says and like things that I think are great are just like this is awful and like I think you would be like yeah that's good just not something that I would like Matt's just like no that's trash so <laughs> I really didn't know where he was going to fall on this so this is actually this is pretty good news I'm, I'm excited for this yeah so you saw this movie for the first time in that rewatch when you were re-catching up to six it was probably in like the lead up to part seven or something like that. So whenever that time period was, was when I finally saw all the movies up to that one a day, just watched them all. So you had seen the credit scene where Deckard kills Han before you saw Han actually die in Tokyo drift. Like you saw like, so I I had sort of, I'd seen, I think I'd seen a little bit of Tokyo drift like uh, on TV or something, but I had never seen like the entire movie front to back. Makes sense. Okay. But yeah, I definitely saw that credit figure before I like really saw the whole movie. 
so with that said, so you've seen all of them, including like Hobbs and Shaw and the new one, Fast 10, like you've seen I all have, 11 yep. of them. Awesome. Do you have, can you please hit us with your rankings, either favorite to least favorite or least favorite up, like whichever way you want to go to build suspense, either top down or bottom up, hit us one way or um, the other. Yeah, let's go worst to best. Uh, okay. So I'm going to start off with Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. And uh, this for me is in the category of, I hate this movie and okay. I'll let you know when it gets into the point of like, no, nah, I actually like these movies now. Uh, I don't know. Hobbs and Shaw. I saw once I found it to be an abomination of a bad time. F nine or whatever. I'm not sure. If F9, that, yep. what mm-hmm. the, okay. F nine. I can't believe I you don't seen... know verbatim all the titles of all these <laughs> movies that are so consistent. and make so much sense. I mean, there's definitely a few, right. Where it's just like advertised as like, furious whatever and then the title card on the movie is like something totally different right? oh yeah oh, okay yeah. f9 is, is the biggest culprit of this too because it was like okay. our, our tickets said one thing the screen said another and vin kept calling it a third different thing while we were like <laughs> like uh, waiting is it the called the fast saga because he keeps calling it the fast saga but they're like no that's just like what he's calling all the movies but he had never said that before just like <laughs> it's just for a nine yes I don't know yeah and not for 10 because that was fast x I don't know why they have to go so confusing with these titles. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. It's there. It's <laughs> but yeah, F9, I'll put that as my second least favorite. Uh, but I don't I don't necessarily hate it so much. Like I hate Hobbs and Shaw, but I don't consider it to be a good movie. Then after that, we have The Fate of the Furious, which okay. honestly, this one may be a move around a bit. I just don't remember anything that happened in this movie. So I just kind of threw it in right here. I know there was like the submarine or something, right? And they're like on the ice. Yeah. Is that that's yeah? This and one? Cipher and the baby on the plane, and it's Dom against the family. Like he's just like I have to turn against the people I love to find other people that I love. Even uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have Furious Seven. Okay, I, I this one I was very stoked for. Kind of didn't like it at all. I'm sure if Paul Walker hadn't have died, this would be a very different place on the list for mm-hmm. me. Uh, so that's obviously what do you think of paul walker overall are you like into because we're not probably not gonna talk about him that much because he's not in this movie obviously but like what do you think of paul walker uh to me the fast movies work when it's vin diesel and paul walker okay i mean i do like tokyo drift also but i don't know there's like something about just diesel by himself that just doesn't do it for me like i need like they're so different that i need both of them in the movie to like get that okay. yin yang and the rock is like... just like another version of vin diesel in his own way so <laughs> pretty much yeah uh so let's see after that i have fast and furious which okay. yeah i think is kind of just the weakest of the justin lynn ones okay I, I didn't hate i didn't hate that one i thought it was like a little bit boring I don't know, they kind of went like a little more grounded on that one, I guess, mm-hmm. after yeah. Drift, which I was not the biggest fan of. Uh, and then after that, I have Fast X, where this like sort of hits the line of part of Fast X I thought was awesome, and then part of it I thought was just total trash. What's what's the what's the parts? What's yeah? Give me give me an example of each, please. Basically, anything that had Vin Diesel acting was total trash. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, once they, but once they got to like the just ridiculously terrible CGI ending sequences, I was like, this is fucking so fun to watch. Uh, so like the stupider that movie was, the more I liked it. I also loved Momoa in that movie. Yeah. Uh, anytime he was on screen, I was having a great time. And I don't know him just like, it felt a little bit weird to me that 
it would even be allowed by Vin Diesel for Momoa to be like that because he's basically just like shitting on everyone in those movies in the most fun way, uh, which seemed like Diesel would be like, no, you can't make fun of me like that. Well, I don't know if you know this, but like after the movie came out, there were rumors, and we don't know if they're sure or not, that Vin Diesel did not like that he was getting so much praise for his performance. Then he got I showed up like, oh, by Momoa. Thing, and then he's just like, hold oh, on. Oh, that's funny. Like, I didn't think people were going to love this. I mean, these are do. just rumors. We don't know if they're factual or not. So like anybody <laughs> right. said anything, but oh, it yeah. wouldn't be beyond belief, right? So that's like kind of totally how I felt while watching it because he upstages Vin Diesel, I think, in that movie in every possible way. Uh, but yeah, I loved love Momoa. I was pretty stoked for the part two or whatever, or part two and three if that happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of that, <laughs> just for more Momoa, basically. Uh, but yeah, that's like sort of the in between one, and then it gets to like I like all the rest of the movies, and so I'm gonna put Tokyo Drift <clears throat> as the next one. Okay, I will say I think it went down a little bit from how I remembered it, but it still was a really really great time. Fucking what's his face? The lead guy is just kind of terrible. Lucas but I, Black. I Lucas Black is just not too good. But I have more thoughts on Lucas awesome. Black this time, Joey. I have. Who really? Yeah, okay. I, which I think I mean aren't very new thoughts, but are newer thoughts. But yeah, Han, of course, amazing in that movie, and uh, so even like Bow Wow is kind of fun in it, and uh, Sonny Chiba for like the two seconds that he's in the movie is great. Is awesome. Yeah. Uh, then I have the Fast and the Furious, the OG, uh, which I think is solid. I feel like that one's like probably the most different to me from any of the movies, but really, still, I feel like holds up. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like that it like feels like a different kind of movie than most of the rest of them to me. Okay, still not really realistic, but it's just like. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel, I, 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 to me at least, it just doesn't feel like the same kind of movie as the rest. Um, but then after that, I have Too Fast, Too Furious, which I love. Shockingly high compared to most people, but it also oh, yeah. feels kind of on brand <laughs> It's Yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious. I mean, just for the fact that you get every possible iteration of bro, bruh, bruh, said in that movie is like Cause, a masterpiece. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I feel like their chemistry in that movie is awesome. And something that was sorely missing in the newer movies without Paul Walker. And then after that, I've got Fast and Furious 6. And the top one is kind of like the boring choice, but Fast 5. Right. No, well, it's the right answer. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a good answer. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I will, Fast 5 to me, there is maybe like 10 minutes in my mind that you could cut out and it would be a perfect movie but it's like mm. as close to a perfect fast and furious movie as you can get can you me. tell me what the 10 minutes is off the top of your head or no it's uh, okay if not it's been a, it's been a while since i watched it i know it's it's like basically the exact middle section of the movie 10 minutes right there where it kind of like lulls into action a little bit okay I, I i don't remember specifically what happens i just remember last time i watched it thinking like all right it gets a little slow here but then every other part of this movie is awesome fair yeah that's cool because there is something like I know that you don't love like we talk about it a lot, especially I think it I think of it more because we watch these in chronological order. So we just did yeah. six, so now we're doing three. And I think it always happens in Tokyo Drift that you really notice how much shorter this one is. Because like even though five and six, like, oh, yeah. both, I mean we love them all, but like five and six like kind of justify their length with the action. Like everything from there on out is like two fifteen or longer. Feels shorter. Like, an hour forty is just like. 
boy. Tokyo Drift being an hour 40, I loved. Yeah, that I, even when I just looked at the runtime, I was like, yes. I, so I, I get, like, I, I agree that, I mean, most people who give us rankings have Fast Five as number one, but, like, it being 210, like, it's a solid 210, but I could also, like, if that was somehow, like, an hour 50, be like, and, and, like, still like, oh, didn't yeah. lose anything, be, like, uh, unbelievable. I don't know what has happened just in movies in general, and Fast and Furious is no, is part of it, too, but, like, the last, like, 10 years or so, it's, like, movies are just so fucking long, and, uh, yes. Yes. I don't know why, like, for, with not really justifying their length, like, I, I love a great, like, three-hour movie if it's, like, awesome all the way through, but there's just so much shit where it's, like, you could easily cut out so many of these scenes and you lose almost nothing. We agree bigly. Especially for a movie called Fast and Furious. Like, right. keep the pace <laughs> Fast and Furious. Like, you should not ever be boring in a Fast and Furious movie. I don't know that we've ever really talked about it, like, with this angle, but I think it's something that you see a lot in TV shows where, like, the longer a TV show goes on, they're like, this character has no reason to be around anymore, but we need to keep them around because the characters totally. love him. Or, like, or you know, especially, like, Showtime was guilty of that, like, when Weeds went on for eight or nine years, Dexter went on for eight or nine years, like, Ted Lasso, like, I don't need to see, like, Keeley starting her own business. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, that's not about the soccer team. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I think with, with the movies, there's the same kind of thing we've talked about this broadly i've never really compared it to tv but like well we can't get rid of roman and tej even though tej is kind of replaced by ramsey and like roman never really has a purpose but like we love the characters they have to keep them around so like they keep adding, adding characters to like bring people in they yeah, can't and it's just not have scenes from it just yeah but the same thing with like marvel movies like it's frustrating though it's not it's not good storytelling it's just like it's the economics of it someone really for all of those shows and even these movies just needs to come in and be like you know what Fuck you guys. The we're executioner. Killing we're killing off. Ha- exactly. Just we're killing off the side characters. I don't care that you love them. You know, we'll give them a sweet like opening scene where they all die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, yeah. And then just like there's especially in Fast X, there so many of the scenes with the side character. Like, and they're great in other movies, but like the scene that they had with fucking uh, What's his face from Pete SNL? Davidson? Yep, oh, I knew you were God. gonna say it this. Like, Go ahead. So worst scene of the movie. It mm-hmm. was so bad. And like, no, it's like none of them, none of them wanted to be there either. Like, they're just like, they just looked soulless. Yeah, we've only talked like ten. Like, you know, that's still relatively new. We haven't talked to like a ton of people about that. But like, Joe, I don't think we've had a single person who's like, I love that scene. Everybody's just like, <laughs> the Pete like, Davidson cameo fine. was my favorite part of Fast X. Yeah, uh, no yeah. one. Everybody's it's, just like, why funny. do we have this? Like, it feels mm-hmm. like they started shooting it and they were like, well, we can't go back now. And then they just like <laughs> left it in, right? Like that's that's what it always felt like. We were t- for a while, uh, Matt. We were trying to figure out why Tyrese does the powder thing. At yeah. the end, he does like the LeBron like powder spray. No idea. And it came out that Leterrier's like he was just really into doing the powder thing. So like, doing. yeah, and we're like, <laughs> okay, I guess, sure. So now, Matt, before we talk about this movie, there's a couple questions. Like we used to have like all these either or, like are you more Brian or Dom? We kind of got rid of all of those because we uh, okay. really want to drill down to the important things that matters. Like there are a handful of things that have been mentioned in these movies that we cannot suss out. We cannot figure out the answers. We don't know what they mean. And we're asking everyone we can a couple different questions. You're going to think these have nothing to do with the Fast and Furious. That's where you're wrong. They have spoiler spoiler alert. Fast and they Furious. Do. All right. I'm, I'm curious. First question for you. In the first movie, one of your favorite movies in the franchise, 
you have it ranked as number four. Yes. If you'll remember, after the barbecue, Mia and Brian are doing dishes, Vince comes in all drunk and starts harassing him, and then she asks him the name of the restaurant, and then she's like, Brian, you can take me there. The way that she describes this, to get the name of it from Vince, she says, it's that Cuban restaurant, it's got the wood tables, the little red candles, the picadillo, the food all over the place, you know, what's the name of it? And he goes, cha-cha-cha. So now, Matt, we say... Matt, this is such a blast. Next time you're in New York, we're going to take you to this restaurant. You know, it's got the wood tables, the picadillo, the red candles. But when we describe a restaurant as having food all over the place, what do you picture? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Are you excited? Are you terrified? What does that mean to you? I mean, it sounds kind of like a pretty divey, shitty restaurant that I would be down to go to. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wouldn't hate on it, but it wouldn't be like, uh, like a fancy place for sure. I like the divey aspect. I don't think we've ever gotten like that specific word for it, yeah. Joey. And that's that I, I can see that too. Yeah. It's like a like a dive bar that serves food or something. So it's not like it it doesn't connote like quality or like whatever, but you're like No, not I'm at down all. I'm down to see what this is. Like, like the table's gonna be sticky. That's that's what I'm getting. Yeah. At. And, and like, I like that kind of place, so I'd same. be down to go, but but yeah. We go to Furious 7, which I know you like a little bit less, but if you'll remember, they're in Abu Dhabi. They go up that like very tall skyscraper, and there's yeah. the party up there where they're trying to steal the thing from the car, and Brian and Dom leave Roman to distract the room singing a song. So we're like, Matt, we're going we're gonna to steal something from this building. We need you to shine bright like only Matt Stewart's can. We need you to sing a song <laughs> acapella style that's either so good it's captivating or so bad it's a train wreck in slow motion. What song are you singing? What are you confident enough in your abilities, good or bad, to distract a room full of strangers so that Joe and I can steal some shit? I'm probably going Happy Birthday, which I consider to be an abomination of a song and okay. my least favorite song of all time. <laughs> That's very Roman of you, because he does do the happy birthday thing, right? That's, That's yeah. his thing. Yeah, that works. So you, wait, you, so you're saying that you hate you hate the song Happy Birthday? I do. do, you, do I, you hate, like... I fucking hate the song Happy Birthday, but it's one that if you sing it, people are like, okay, whose birthday is it? So it's like has it's like very a distracting. Okay, it, exactly. Yeah. What do you think of like fast food or like fast casual chains like like that TGI Fridays that like couldn't sing because Patty and Mildred Hill would not allow people <laughs> to sing their song without paying the royalty? So like Fridays goes like happy happy, happy or, birthday like, whatever like, yeah they happy do birthday, yeah, birthday, yeah. birthday to you like do you like those remakes any of those, <laughs> are, in, any in of those are so much better than the real ones really they're, oh. they're still terrible but uh, I don't hate them as much I don't know there's something about the real Happy Birthday song that is just awful. I've never really thought about this, but I feel like for a song that everyone knows, the fact that people fuck up the like the customize your name line so often, it's just like they get yeah. there and How it's like they've this... never done it before every yeah. single How time. Are we this bad, yeah, yeah. Dear Matt, like Maddie or whatever, just like <laughs> yeah, just let's, let's pick something. We gotta have a better consensus as people. In that same movie, number seven, Fury Seven. Yes, Brian is. They're, they're all around the table. They're talking about the plan. And Roman says, he's like, basically, it's the scene where, like, he's summing up, like, what they've done in past movies. And he wants to be a leader. Movie. He's like, I, sh- I shot that shit out the sky of a bow. Like, we talked about the big plan they took down in six. And Brian says to him, the only thing I've seen you take down is no knees Denise at prom. So if you hear, and, and Roman gets pissed off about that. So if you hear a person, male or female, any, or, or non-binary, uh, if, if you hear a person described as having no knees, no knees Denise, no knees Matt, whatever... What does that what 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 do you think of when you hear that phrase? 
no, I don't know. No knees is a weird one because it, it sounds like someone that just would never suck a dick. Maybe. See, we've gotten <laughs> both sides they of can't this. Get down on their, on their knees. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's like confusing. I would probably be like, "What the fuck do you even mean by no knees?" Uh, yeah, it's that, that one's kind of a mystery to me. He's pissed off about it, but it's so well. I guess weird. I guess if I guess uh, so, if that was the meaning of like she is not getting down on her knees, but you still took her down, so it's it was like really an accomplishment. So it's like this never he happened. Seem, that, he's nagging him about it. it. Yeah. In that case, I have no Because I think, like, this this and the food all over, like, they're kind of opposite questions. Like, food all over is very specific, but, like, it could mean anything. This is, like, so specific, but it could mean nothing, I think. Like, they're opposite questions where we don't have answers to either. I wonder, is that just, like, someone just did an improv line and they didn't even know what it meant? I I think so. I I definitely think food all over the place is that, but I I don't – I think that this was that, too. I agree. (laughs) And they're just like, you know, it sounds – no knees, Denise – it flows. Let's just keep it in. It might have been just Paul Walker just saying things. Who knows? <laughs> Matt, do you have a favorite character in these movies? One that either is in every movie or only a few movies or one movie? Uh, probably Brian for me. Cool. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like Paul Walker is just so likable. This is kind of blowing my mind that you like Paul Walker because I, but I appreciate it. I don't know. There, yeah, he kind of goes like because he's like a nice guy, so he kind of goes against my usual character that I would like of just like a dickhead. Oh, but, uh, okay. I don't know. There's like something about him that's like he just feels so much more like wholesome than everyone else in the movies, and that's like makes him stand out. It's, yeah, I guess so. To me, <laughs> uh, Paul Walker has the charisma that Vin Diesel thinks that he has. That's how I would oh. phrase it. Oh, interesting. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, so this lap, our 13th time through, like all of our laps have a different theme. This time it's just the planes, trains, but no automobiles lap. So Joe and I, as we're watching all these movies, both the Fast and Furious and other ones, we're just making notes of the non-cars that we see in this. But to kick off okay. our conversation about Tokyo Drift, we've got two questions for you about vehicles in general. Number one, my question for you, do you have a favorite movie that either is about a vehicle that's not a car or like has a cool chasing that doesn't have a car like anything like a movie that you love that has something cool in it that's not a car but is a vehicle i don't know that this is my favorite um but golden eye the tank scene's pretty mm, one of the cool. greatest scenes of all time yep. i would say uh, i did a rewatch of that like a year ago and it was like this movie is still perfect so that that's definitely up there in terms of like non-car vehicle scenes uh, and I feel like there's probably something with like jet skis, but I can't think of what movie exactly that would be. I mean, there's lots of movies. With there's, jet there's skis. Lots, Our friend yeah. Mark Hoffmeyer is Mark Hoffmeyer when we need him. Um, Meg Two has a jet ski scene. I don't think yeah. it's maybe your, Meg, maybe your favorite. Meg Two was an abomination. <laughs> what other jet ski movies are there? I mean, I think there's probably even a James Bond one where he's on a jet ski too. But oh, yeah, probably. there's definitely a lot. But yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the tank scene from Goldeneye. Okay, sticking on the theme of things that are not cars, what is the cra- like the most memorable, craziest, most fun thing that you have driven or ridden in that was not a car? For uh, for me, definitely a jet ski. Um, cool. I had an experience with one, and I actually haven't, I don't think I've ridden one since, but it was like over 10 years ago on a lake in Missouri where... I was basically out on a jet ski for like four or five hours because okay. I was 
sort of just maniacally like going around and like the great thing about a jet ski is it, it's there's like little to no danger of dying so it's like you're going like 40 miles an hour and then you just flip everyone off of it and it's fun but then you do that enough times and you just kind of completely forget where you came from and then with no cell phone on you and not really knowing ah. anything about the area you get lost so yeah, I got lost on a huge lake out there, ran out of gas, it was like <laughs> raining, I almost sunk the jet ski, it was like, it started like how it should be, and then it was like, the front was just like sinking into the water, and I had to like fi- flag down some random guy at his house to get, give me some more gas, but all in all, it was a really fun time. That sounds awesome. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, that's a wild time, I like it. It was, yeah, everyone was very concerned that I didn't come back for like four plus hours. <laughs> <laughs> So now let's talk about the movie. Favorite moments, least favorite moments. You said you liked it a little bit less this time around. What didn't work for you? What still worked for you? Anywhere you want to begin, Tokyo Drift, take it away. Um, favorite moments for sure is just everything with Han, I would say. Yeah. Although it does, it feels weird a bit with him having this movie take place after the previous movies. Uh, just in that it's like, Han, why are you why are you going to Tokyo and doing this basic shit? Right. Yes. Uh, but it's still fun in the context of the movie. It's just like the continuity is weird. Although I am glad that they brought him back because he's awesome. Everything with the villainous like kid character, I can't remember his name. Sean. That stuff. Lucas I, Black or, or uh, DK. DK. D- oh yeah, DK. Everything with Lucas Black and DK, I found to be pretty hilarious because there's so much stuff where it's like. DK is coming up to him like a good like five inches shorter than him and it's just like yo kid and it's like Lucas Black looks like he's like 40 yes so it's just and he's way bigger than him so it just feels hilarious this is like weird disconnect the whole movie of like everyone calling Lucas Black a kid but he's like big and looks well there old. is the line that I, I i'm sure we've talked about before because i'm pretty sure we talked about most of this but like when sean shows up to han's garage and they're having the party i was i was i wanted to bring this up yeah. yeah go ahead and either about no, I think no. Han, Han says, says, "Yeah, hands off, ladies. He's underage." It's like no, he's not. He's certainly he's never not been underage. underage. Yeah, I actually wrote down a couple of notes for that too. Where there's some line where someone's saying like, "It's done," and all before your 18th birthday. Yep, I'm the like, cop. That yep. should have been that should have been. It's done, and all before your 40th birthday. <laughs> um, there's, I think, also the cop. You, you're lucky if they don't try him as an adult, which is hilarious. Just seeing him there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder, and, like, I know that it's a high school movie, and, like, like it, it makes sense to include these kind of lines, but I wonder if they added more after they cast him, just, like, we know what he looks like. <laughs> like, I don't, like, we, you know, I, I know that there's, like, split opinions on him. I think Joe and I both like him in this movie, but, like, he doesn't look like a high schooler. Like, no, not, like, absolutely not. This is not, not. believable, but, like, I don't know. So I, so I have to admit something, that I had to do something. Bear with me, because it's going to sound weird for, like, two <laughs> minutes. Put subtitles on? No. Oh. I was I was watching the scene where well, you guys just brought up the Han is like, watch out, ladies, he's underage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is the age of consent in Japan? Because they're in Japan. <laughs> oh, Do you know oh, what man. it is? It's got to be. It's probably really. It's like 14 or something. 13. So he's saying that, oh, my God. that, that, that Lucas Black <sighs> is under 13. <laughs> at the time which makes it even more hysterical to me because they're in japan it's not like they're in america right like so yeah. he, he has to use those demographics like it would be totally fine for them to hook up with him unless he was 12 that's the oh, yeah he also easily looks twice as old as every girl that's at that party. exactly <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it made me laugh. I just, I just had to think about it this time. So he's very, very old. The <laughs> under awesome. 18 thing. So we, we've established that Lucas Black in this movie is at least, he's like 17. Because he doesn't I mean, even yeah, have a birthday supposed, party. He's supposed to be 17, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, let's The dad, I feel, is really weird in this movie in that he's like the most emotionless actor that I have like ever seen in anything. He's just like blank face the entire movie which is an interesting choice like it, it's like does kind of fit but it's just weird even when he like comes up with the gun later on it's like don't do that he still is just like emotion why did you why did you wake me up right now like he's pretty like i don't know if, i don't know if that's like the direction he was given or he just was not having this movie but that i thought was kind of interesting i wish there was more sunny chiba yeah uh and also the whole the ending plot of them doing the race is like so even in the context of a fast and furious movie i feel is so dumb but it's pretty awesome but it's just like why would why would he agree to this there's no reason to agree to it like it's, yeah it's like if if i win this race i'm gonna leave a place that no one wants me if or if you if you if if I lose I'm gonna leave if if I win you who have spent your entire life here your family is here everyone you know and love <laughs> business, is here your business and your your whole business yeah you're gonna leave and they're like yeah cool sounds Deal. good and like I know that they saw him race earlier in the movie and it's kind of like the whole like oh I can beat this kid again or whatever right. even though DK is like I already did it like why don't you do it again but still it's like these don't feel equally weighted. Not at all. I, I feel like even in like a semi-realistic version of Tokyo Drift, right when he goes to talk with Sonny Chiba, someone just would have pulled a gun and just shot him. <laughs> and that'd be the end of the movie right there. <laughs> that'd be a pretty awesome end. No one would ever... <laughs> it would be a pretty shocking. And then, uh, yeah, you could bring in Vin Diesel to get some retribution for the next one <laughs> or something. I like that. That's interesting. Although I do... When Sean and the crew return for nine... Dom never sees them, right? Like, it's like, we're good. We had our, like, there's the one scene yeah. in 7 where he goes to get Han's, quote-unquote, Han's body or whatever, right, in the necklace. He's like, we're good. Like, I don't need to talk to this guy. Like, he's he served his purpose. Like, I don't think he would get retribution for Sean. He'd just be like, sorry, That's kid. true. Sorry, That's man. True. Yeah, it's, it's so, one step so removed sorry, from Dom. Child. Yeah, because, like, yeah, Dom, Dom had never met. Yeah, he doesn't really even know him. He's yeah. just, he's like, you know my guy. Which is weird that they even, that they send, they send Tej... And who who do they send? They said who in nine Tej shows up and Tej and Roman. Tej and Roman. So Roman mm-hmm. wouldn't have known them either, and neither does Tej. But it's like they're they're like at least buddies. It's weird. Yeah, they're just yeah. I don't I don't know. It does feel weird. I will say even that scene where Vin Diesel shows up, <laughs> Lucas Black seems older than Vin Diesel in that scene too. Yeah, and Vin Diesel doesn't look like Which he's getting I, any I younger too. in these movies. I don't so. know. Oh, I do want to take a quick detour. I The reason I didn't bring it up before, like, it wasn't top of mind because there aren't any, but we've also been doing this as the lap of crazy credits, Matt. I don't know if you know on IMDb, there is, for every movie, there's a thing called crazy credits, like, by the trivia and by, like, the shooting oh, locations, yeah, yeah. called crazy credits, which we're like, ooh, what is this? And it was originally intended for, like, movies like Airplane, where they put, like, Adolf Hitler as worst boy. It's like, these are crazy. Right. Like, look at these things. We're making note of this. But it became just people describing credits, like... There's a credit scene. There's cars that drive through the credits or whatever. But this one, for the first time, all lap in terms of at least the main Fast and Furious movies, no crazy credits. Oh, so it wasn't top man. of mind. Like, there weren't. But it's just a bummer that like they couldn't even say 
I don't know that like Sonny Chiba's credited as JJ Sonny Chiba. Like, isn't that crazy? It's like, no, man. But like, you could have tried, right? But oh, also, yeah. Matt, all of these posts get like sixty upvotes. <laughs> like, they're just wildly liked. Yeah, and we're like, well, they're why? Just, they're very liked. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. As opposed to like all the IMDb trivia where people will like spare no expense, be like, this sucks. I'm a thumbs down. This all Everyone the crazy, the crazy credits, credits. just like. Yeah, even though they're just descriptions of what the credits look like. That's they uh, that's awesome. They could have even said the, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's got the very uh, era-defining rotating credits at the intro that are hilariously bad in kind of the best way. Yeah, they feel like word art from, like, Microsoft <laughs> it, Word. Yeah, right? it's like a, yeah, it's like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I was thinking about it, Joey, as I was watching it, and mm-hmm. I know that we're still a long ways off, but these first three minutes of Tokyo Drift are going to be fucking hell for the minute. I need to, like, between now and when we start this minute by minute, I need to figure <laughs> out how to describe girls' clothes in a better way than I can now, because there's so many women in, like, the in the American scenes and, like, in the Japanese scenes. It's so fast. They're all, like, in distinct specific they're like that's that's the dress that they're wearing that's the skirt that's the top whatever and like i'm gonna be like blue skirt red shirt like it's just like i need more more adjectives because like there are so (laughs) many people and they're like pleated crazier they they spared no expense on the uh, wardrobe for those i think that they just found (laughs) maybe (laughs) they just brought their own clothes (laughs) well i was gonna say maybe they brought their own clothes but then i'm like they all are way too old for high school so maybe they found like their little like siblings clothes (laughs) and were wearing those I mean, I don't know why, like, not that thing, but the same kind, like, the same scene, and I don't know why it, like, it didn't bother me this time, because I've just, like, come to accept that this is what this movie is, but, like, I never really thought about how much they sexualize the teenagers in the opening scene. All of them, pretty much. When we, when we meet Home Improvement's girlfriend, like, the wind blows her skirt up. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, okay. And then the, to start the race, the other girl takes her bra off. I thought that's, yep. Oh, they're yeah. all 17 and yeah, just like weird high school well and yeah and then she's just like all right how about you guys race and the winner gets to fuck me it's pretty just, much it's just weird yeah. it's just weird for uh, high schoolers it's very weird i mean like i think it's probably it's honestly probably normal maybe for high schoolers but it's weird to like de- to depict high schoolers like that on film right it's just like I, yeah. I was, this doesn't fe- but and it's do not this. like they're not like showing it's not like uh uh, euphoria kind of way where they're showing them fucked up they're just like this is hot right audience <laughs> yes but i think that so as i was thinking about this and i'm like spiraling down this exact same mental pathway that you guys are i'm thinking did they like did justin lynn know that the audience that the target demo for the first movie was 12 year old boys and at this point they're gonna be 16 <laughs> that's what i was thinking i'm sure i'm sure probably yeah or is it like the the Wooderson from Days and Confused where just like these movies get older, but the target demo stays the same age? It's just like what does what does a 12-year-old boy want? Uh boobs, right? A 16-year-old like, you know girl. I mean? That's what mm-hmm. he wants. And like that's what we yeah. got. I also in that opening section before they go to Japan, you know, we have not watched this movie since Barb in the era of Barbenheimer. But mm. the cop says, you see Ken and Barbie over there? And I just, I, all I thought was, He's either just Ken. this Ken's job is football, or <laughs> yeah, oh, this yeah. Ken's job is hate. It's, it's one or the other, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's not exactly what I, who I would call Ken, but we're all Ken. We're all Barbie, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So. Yeah, that's asshole Ken for sure. 
Do you know, I, there was something there is something about that opening scene though that I love compared to the newer movies of like it's something that really annoyed me about Fast X is when Vin Diesel is doing that driving sequence uh, to stop the giant ball that's rolling, they have to make sure that no one gets injured that whole time. Which yes, they specifically so, say so annoying. It. Yeah, and it's just like old lady's about to get smashed. He stops it. It's like no, just let that old lady get smashed. So <laughs> I like that there's like collateral good like collateral damage in these movies where it's like people's shits getting like wrecked. And yeah, Lucas Black is bleeding. No, they've got no care for human life whatsoever. <laughs> And I find I find that to be fun in a movie. What about this other than Lucas Black looking too old? Like, what about this doesn't work? <laughs> like, what what this time around were you like? Oh, I thought I liked this movie more than I did. But like, not that you don't like it because it's still yeah, I, I still liked rankings, it a lot. Like, what didn't hit this time? Uh, it there's just kind of not too much going on the whole movie. It's just like Lucas Black's kind of a terrible driver, but he thinks he's good, and then he eventually gets good. And then he wins, and that's that's like his whole character arc. I mean, it's like a sports movie in that way, right? Like it's like a training montage. Like even, there's even literally, literally the training montage. But yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Just after like Fast Five, like after some, I, well, even after the original, it's like there's definitely more going on than just like a guy racing another guy to get a girl, which is this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's probably just that. It's yeah, it's not. It didn't make me hate it or anything, but I was just like, it's like. Not too much is going on in this movie other than Lucas Black destroying everyone's car and then finally being good at the end. There's something nice about the simplicity, I think. No, yeah, it's not necessarily bad, but I I prefer like a little bit more going on. I like how whimsical it feels comparatively, like that we take like a very serious turn. Like you, you were talking about it before, Matt, that four feels like very serious tonally compared. And like this one just is, it's like... There's just like all of this like weird trippy lighting and like like the movie just breathes in weird ways and I was like oh man I really miss that and like I don't think we can ever ever get back to this point in the Fast and the Furious but I think that's oh, why like not. every time I rewatch Tokyo Drift I'm like oh man I still really really like this movie just for like where it is feeling wise like that there's like something great about just scenes that make no sense too, where it's like, why is he going to a Japanese school speaking zero Japanese? But yeah. They, they're just like, whatever, it's fine. He's they like, just he drop him into high school. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this man is not learning anything in this school. He doesn't, he knows like three words. My question, I have a question that I was, I was going to ask. And I think that's as good of a transition as I can have into it. What do you think is more crazy? That Twinkie doesn't know the name of the Mona Lisa, or that Sean does. He describes uh, it as that painting of the woman who smiles a lot, right? So, like, he's not saying you know the Mona Lisa. So, again, he might be saying that for the audience's benefit. But like, if we're taking it at face value, Twinkie does not know the name of the Mona Lisa, but Sean surprisingly does. Which of those two facts seems crazier? Which which is harder to believe uh, that Twinkie, Twinkie does would, not know, he or would, that Sean does know, know it for sure? He would know it. I think it's it's a I, complete I setup. Yeah, it's a setup for the joke, yeah. and I think it's also a mild test to see how dumb Sean really is. Wait, is Twinkie setting it up for the joke, or is it the the movie setting it up for the audience? Like, no, I think Twinkie's tar- setting it up for the joke because he already did the when he. I'm only saying that I'm only saying that because he did the toss him the Kleenexes. And, and he says, what are these for? He says, for when you blow your wad. So he's already right. established that he, like, sets up jokes like this. That's why I'm... But I don't think it's a joke. I think he's, but like, yes. he's like saying this car is so important. 
it's like that's it's, fair. It's as but beautiful he, and rare and valuable. But just I, I feel like it's in the exact same tone of doing the Kleenex mm. gag. He's just he just like a setup delivery guy. Like that's just how he operates. Also, on that note, and also weird to have like a uh, you know a, a cum joke for a seventeen year old. <laughs> also weird, yeah, very very strange. I mean, in like real life too, I can't imagine like the amount of people that that would actually apply to has got to be astronomically low. I don't think hardly anyone, as much as they like cars, is uh, coming inside the car <laughs> just due to the racing. Oh my god! Well, is he? Is it for the cars or is it for the women or is it for everything, right? Like I, oh. It didn't seem like it was phrased about the women to me. It seemed very car-centric. For me, this seems like it's for the women for Bow Wow, the cars for Sean, and then they're coalescing, saying that both of them are excited that, about this. <laughs> both of them can use this yes. Kleenex box. Because, look, I don't think – I don't know if either of them are going to blow – blow their wad or whatever the phrase is right to like to either the cars or the women but i think i think it's positionally like look these are your two favorite things yes girls and cars yes and they're all in one place and it's like the oh best my of God. both still, like even that like <laughs> all right cool this place rules. I, but i don't know to me i feel like the movie would make more sense if sean has just no interest in women the whole time so he's way more into the cars for sure Oh, just like, so just Neela just doesn't. That. We just don't like. What would what would you yeah, do they, with Neela? Does she, is she necessary? Do you get rid of Neela, or do you like pivot some way? I feel like she's necessary just to get DK pissed at him. Okay, but yeah, fair. Outside of that, like, I wouldn't say that they really have great chemistry or anything in the movie. No, definitely not <laughs> at all. Nope. Uh, he's definitely got better chemistry with the cars. Um, <laughs> although his it is his expressions while he's driving are pretty amazing too. Though he's like, I'm not going to look cool driving. I'm not going to do a Vin Diesel here and look cool while I'm driving a car. He's like, I'm going to look as like nervous and like stressed out as possible every time I'm racing. And also, uh, he which I actually do. I kind of love. Oh yeah, he's really bad. <laughs> Like he's good in America in Shangri La, and then when they get to Japan, like he he looks like as these movies go on, none none of these people are ever bad or anything. Like this is one where he's just like bad. I suck yeah. at this. Like I'm bad. Oh yeah. Which and, like, I gets... which that that was fun. Yeah. Even Brian in the first one, like he's like not a good driver, but like he's he's okay. Like Sean sucks. Like he's just he's really not, really he's bad. not wrecking like seventeen cars anytime he tries to do one race. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, even at the end, like, yeah, he makes it down the mountain and DK crashes, but also, like, the mountain setup is, like, the real foe. Like, DK is the only one who's ever gotten down this. So, like, even even though he's done it before, that doesn't mean he's going to be able to do it again, right? Like, exactly, it's like, yeah. yeah. Sean didn't necessarily beat him. Like, the course beat him, right? So, like... Yeah, exactly. He, he might not really... I mean, he gets better at drifting, but, like, he's not... He might not still be good. <laughs> like, he just might be, like... Uh, the way that that scene is cut, too, there's almost no way to even tell if he is good because it's, it's so fast-cutty compared to... Do you to, like uh, this, Matt? Do you like the... Do you like the, um... The it being transitioning between, like, camera phones... The cell phone stuff? The cell phone stuff. Do you, do you enjoy that? Or are you, like... Uh, how do you feel about this? It's, like, visually kind of interesting. Okay. It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> like, there's no, like, what, how are they even hooked into everyone's cell phone to even see what's happening? So it's, like, it's another one that's, like, it's not rooted in anything even remotely realistic, especially with, like, flip phones. Yeah. Uh, but it's, like, their transitions are cool. Okay. Um, I mean, in my, like, perfect Fast and Furious world, 
they would go like death proof style with a fast and furious and just go all real. Okay. I, they would never do this, but I would love to see that movie of just like, Hey, the stunts are not going to be as crazy, but there's no CGI. Well, there was something, I I think it was on the discord, Joe, maybe somebody, maybe it was Wes or someone was recently saying something like that. I'd watched like the one special feature that I watched for any of these movies was like in fast five, they showed how they did the safe dragging scene. And yeah. like, the there's re- a, I mean, lot that's a lot of CGI, right? but like a lot of that's also yeah. practical. Like it's, it's cool because they actually did it right. Or as opposed to, but and yeah, and that's probably why Fast Five is like super high up there for a lot of people. Makes sense. I feel like even in the newer ones that are so much CGI, there's still like they do a lot of stuff for real, but it's just cut in a way that you would never know that it was real. Ah, so, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's you know it's like so fast cut that it's like unless you saw the behind the scenes of this really happening, it's it just kind of feels like it's fake. Yeah. Yep. I can see that for sure. For sure. Yep. What else about this movie, Matt? Anything else? Any, anything? Are there any characters? Because like they, they did bring back in nine. They brought back uh, Earl and Twinkie and Sean for the two scenes or whatever. Is there, anybody, is there anything else from this movie? Any like things they do with the camera, like the Justin Lin stuff that he brought to it or characters or things that you would want to see return? Or is this like, did they take the good part, which is Han, and like leave the rest behind? Like, w- w- Is there stuff from this movie that they haven't brought back that you would want to see them bring back? Uh, I think if they went back to Tokyo, it'd be sweet. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, point. yeah, they, they took Han, like, by far as the best part of the movie. So they certainly took the best part out and brought him into the next movies. I don't know. Yeah. Any of the other characters? I don't know how, like, even bringing Sean back, like, doesn't really make any sense. So, like, I don't, I'm not sure how they could. Oh, I mean, I guess if they brought DK back in as like a villain it just would be hilarious and like why why are you doing this we want to we've been talking about like people we talk often about people that we would like to bring back like side characters and stuff like that and dk comes up a lot and we're like well what if he's just like you know like joins them or what if he's just you put dk in instead of uh, pete davidson and that scene would have been a lot better ah this is me now He's just working in a cafe. cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I imagine him. Like he has to be like, just like a retired dude somewhere else. Like just like a dude, just like, you know, having an odd job somewhere else. So yeah. If he got exiled from Japan. In nine, when they go back to Tokyo to like look for clues for Han, like there's nothing really Tokyo about it. Right. Like that's what they mean L, but it's just like, we're here, but it's not like we don't get like like, one set. Yeah. Shibuya terminal or whatever. Yeah. Just like it it might as well be anywhere that like Han spent time. Right. So right. Returning to earnest would be cool. Yeah. If they like, I would love like a full on lengthy action scene in Tokyo. It'd be fun. It's just Tokyo is like such a cool looking place that you kind of can't go wrong with it. Is there another place they've not been to yet that you'd want to see them go? Oh, that's a good question. Or similar, the, the question we we more often ask, is there an actor who's not in these movies already that you want to see them add? Either like a muscly dude or like just kind of cameo person or whoever. Uh, throw in like, uh, like a Walton Goggins type character. Yeah. That would be fun for like a... And like make him funny too. This dude's hilarious. I, I To me, honestly, I think throw in anyone that is down to sort of get in the vibe of what a Fast and Furious movie is and basically like not like Brie Larson from the last movie because mm. uh, she can be great but she is not great in that movie well what about like Ryan Reynolds and Hobbs and Shaw I'm sure you loved him in that 
I honestly don't even remember Ryan Reynolds being in it. <laughs> he was in the diner. He was just he was just acting as himself. He was just he Ryan was Reynolds. Deadpool. He was playing himself. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I sort of the only thing I remember about Hobbs and Shaw is just hating it. <laughs> uh, I can't say I remember anything else about it. But yeah, I don't know. There's like the way Momoa did Fast X, like bringing anyone or even like John Cena, I thought was great in Fast X. That's like the kind of like, I don't know, just you have to understand what a Fast and Furious movie is and how stupid it is. And you need to overact and be ridiculous to make it fun. Like the Momoa, like, like what Momoa did. Cause he, like, yeah, he like Momoa was like Fast and Furious perfection in that movie. Yeah, it was awesome. So as I'm watching, I'm still like, now that this movie is ultimately like forever intertwined with nine now for me, right? Like I can't sure. watch it and not think of both. And, um, so when I was watching it this time, and you see like the original like Hans car crash, Hans car does kind of look empty. Oh, it, it does! It does for sure when it explodes. You do not see his body in it. You do not see his body in it, which leads me to believe. Okay, so like, I don't know if we've talked about this or not. Maybe I just forgot, but I want to talk about it again. So if Mister Nobody like does his magic and comes out of the car, does that mean that Shaw was working for Mister Nobody and in on this plan? Or was Shaw actually just trying to kill Han? I think Shaw was trying to kill Han. Otherwise, Seven makes no sense. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out, too. But, like, it feels weird, right? Han's the car when he gets hit, but then Mr. Nobody takes him out of the car before it explodes, right? Yes. He does his magic. He does his magic. Deckard still hits Han with the car, trying to kill Han, and then Mr. Nobody does his magic. So I think... If Mr. Nobody and Deckard are working together, seven makes no sense. And also, like, I don't know. Not, I, nine, I think, I think ten, to, ten, ten makes no sense. Yeah. Because, like, why would he, st- like, why would Han be mad at him? But it feels weird. I'm still on this, like, Mr. No- uh, Matt, I have a theory that, like, Mr. Nobody's ultimately the, like, the really big bad. I was always thinking, like, Mr. Nobody was, like, actually behind getting them to do things for him that weren't necessarily good. And, like, he disappears in Nine, and then you bring Brie Larson in, but, like, she kind of skirts over this. But, like, I'm, I'm still, like, what if, like, Shaw was working for Mr. Nobody, too, and that's part of the plan, going back and trying to re- retcon why is Shaw fighting with them, and this is just more part of Mr. Nobody's evil plans. But that's just my brain trying to make my theory work. I feel like your brain has probably thought more in depth about this than anyone writing the movies. I, we, yeah, but we, it's yeah. We say that a lot. I don't think that they think about the movies as much as we do often. Probably not. I think we watch these now at a slow enough pace. Like we used to do. It started monthly, and then it was every other week, and now we're every third week. But I think, as insane as that still is, that we're watching these movies like on average, like almost twice a year. It's right. slow enough that I'm 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 able to forget like so, sort Same. of small scenes, Same. like minor interactions between characters, and like especially in this one where like there's scenes where like where Sean's not in, and it's like DK and his crew or Han playing, you know, like the the tile the, the the board game or the tiles game yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't really have those scenes. Like, not that I have everything memorized, but like I don't really have those like in me, and so like I'm able to like in a way kind of watch these for the first time, which is nice. Like if if. I don't know. It's, it's strange. Also, there's enough movies now that we're like, we're looping through 11 as oh, opposed yeah. to just eight of them or whatever. And so it makes it a little bit different. We watch these movies more than like most people on the planet and still have like, ever seen them. Yeah, man, I'm learning new things about these movies. Joey, <laughs> we're getting things about these. Movies. Joey, I have something that I want to present mm-hmm. to you 
And Matt, you can be included if you want to. He's so generous. Isn't he so generous? <laughs> we played this game on 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 high school summer party when we did Twilight Forever that we would have to buy something. And I have oh, a question for you. Why oh, have okay. we never bought blue wabaki to have as house shoes for ourselves? <laughs> I looked them up. They sell them for cosplay. I found them. Uh, we have to do some sizing converts and stuff like that to find them because they only obviously sell them in Japanese foot sizings. But they're like 30 bucks. Why don't we have blue wabaki? Yeah, I'm looking at eBay now. You can get them relatively inexpensively. Yeah. I feel. Do you want to shake on it? Should we both get a pair of wabaki to have? No, I'm never going to wear a wabaki. In your house. So you don't <laughs> wear your house shoes around. So you don't wear shoes in your house. I don't wear shoes in my house already. But whose fault is that, Joey? Because you don't have any. You need wabaki. It's true. When you, as an adult man, have to go back to... Uh, High school in Japan, you need mm. you're gonna need some of those. You're, you're yes, yeah, those you as a forty year old man going back yeah, to exactly. high school, <laughs> you can bring your own. You'll be like, Wabaki, I got them. Either way, I'm gonna buy a pair yeah. of Wabaki. That was just a long story of saying that I'm gonna buy a pair of Wabaki. No, I like it. I think you should do that. I'm going to. I'll take pictures of them. Matt, do you have any other notes, any other thoughts about this movie? Because otherwise, we're going to run through the vehicles. There's a handful of different vehicles in this a movie. Lot. Not cars, I have a lot, but anything else that you have you want to say about this movie? My only other note, but this is about one of the vehicles, is it was just funny to see. I imagine this movie came out like right around the time of the Hulk movie. This came out in 06, and the one, Ang Lee's Hulk came out in 03. When was the other and Hulk? The, the first uh, one, like the Incredible Hulk with, with uh, what's his name? Yeah. yeah it was, was 03 that? and 08, so this came out between the two Hulks. I feel like it still has to, it's just such a weird, like, why does he have a Hulk car? It's so random. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a choice. the rights to the Hulk. Yeah. It's definitely a choice, it makes no, why? It makes no sense with his character at all. Like, it makes sense later in, which one, in, in Seven, where The Rock or Hobbs is watching the Hulk in the hospital, because, like, look, he looks like his body is, like, Hulk. Fair. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Here, just, like... I don't know. Maybe they tried to get like I, I think it's one of like two or three different things. Either they had access to this car and they're just like, this is a cool car. We're gonna put this in the movie, or they were trying to get clearance for like different kinds of like characters they could do and like Marvel okayed it, but like you know, say Pokemon could like what w- whatever. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean they had the rights to the Hulk for sure, or uh, they just thought it was universal. cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not cool. <laughs> It's it's interesting, but yeah, that one I was just like, whoa, the fuck, it's so weird. I did not remember that. Based on based on what we know of Craig Lieberman, I I definitely think Joey. I think your first one is probably more right that I believe is that somebody had a Hulk car. They're like, these are the cars you can choose from. They're like, oh, that would look great in the movie, and then they're like, oh, who can we put that's like that's small enough to fit in here that kind of makes sense and it's like oh bow I'm just, wow I'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking of a scene that's playing like a scene in real life that's playing out like the scene in four where brian's assistant or whoever that woman's supposed yes, to be playing like, it's just yeah. like yep. there's this boring car there's this boring car there's this boring car there's this car that's like tuned to the shit it's just like well we got this boring car we got this boring car we got a car that looks like the hulk we got like hold on <laughs> they're like can i see pictures of that, that thing like the they're like yeah we're definitely putting that in the movie i agree that's definitely in the movie because, like, we just watched, and the, the episode is out now as you're listening on the main feed on the Patreon, or patrons, you'll get this in a couple of days. But we just watched Every Which Way But Loose for Justin oh. Kleiman's pick. We're like, that feels like, all right, we have access to a monkey. What could we do? It's like, we have access to a car right. that looks like the Hulk. What could we do? <laughs> well, I guess Twinkie could drive it. Like, he doesn't really need to do anything. Like, we don't need to, like, to drift with it, but, like, he yeah. can still drive it. When you brought up Every Which Way But Loose, good. I'm glad. You're getting to my last note. Okay. 
Han says when they're standing up looking down at the futsal Adidas futsal park, he says, Do you remember those old cowboy movies? Is Han talking about Clint Eastwood cowboy movies or John Wayne cowboy movies? Ooh. Just because we just watched a Clint Eastwood movie, and I thought about it while I was watching it this time. What do you think he's... Because mm. Han is old enough. Like, this is like, what is your Batman, right? Because he's talking to yeah. Sean, who's 17. So which do you remember those old <laughs> so cowboys? Like you're saying like the neighbor's conversation, this, right? Like, yeah, who's exactly. Batman? Who's your Batman, yeah. Because I also think like if, if, you, if, if the Han character in Better Luck Tomorrow, who I think... Is he in high school in that movie? He's or is in he high, still just hanging out. I think he's in he's high school. He's in high school. In movie, yeah, he's in high school. But he's in high school. That's like 2002, 2003, right? So, like, say he was born in like 84. Like, those old cowboy movies, it could still be like, it could be like 80s cowboy movies. You know what I mean? That's it what I'm like, saying. Yeah. So, what do you think he's talking about? Give me an answer. How are you feeling? Probably Clint Eastwood, I would guess. I think John Wayne is like, I think John Wayne is the answer for people who like grew up with Clint. I don't know. I would maybe go with John Wayne just because it's older so if you're like i don't know like for me if i was talking to someone that may or may not have seen cowboy movies involving one or two of those actors i probably the clean eastwood ones i probably wouldn't refer to as those old cowboy movies that would be like the john wayne ones okay matt you're forgetting this is a movie that describes the mona lisa as the painting of the woman (laughs) like that's the same level of description we're dealing with here when they wrote that line, they probably like didn't even they probably didn't even have a specific one in mind. They're just like cowboy movies. That that shit's old, right? Yeah. Well, I think like the, what what also like works about like the western genre and tropes or whatever is that like they're all just playing like an archetype, right? Like those yeah. old cowboy movies could be any movie. They're all yes. just like you know yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It leads yeah. to you like who you're picturing. I'm thinking. I'm thinking though. For me, I was thinking that Han was talking about John Wayne movies. And that Lewis Black, or sorry, not Lewis Black, uh, Lucas Black pictured. Man, I want Lewis Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be an awesome. Angry seventeen-year-old high school. I, I think that Sean was thinking about Clint Eastwood movies. He was like, "Yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about." And he was like, "Like John Wayne," and he's like, "Like Clint Eastwood." Like I think they would have had like a that moment if they would have kept that conversation going. I hear what you're saying, but now all I'm thinking about is Lewis Black yelling about 9-11 in Japan, and that's all I can think about now, but, you know. Talking of Lewis Black, uh, Joe Pesci, I don't know if he acts anymore, probably not, but uh, he'd be great in the Fast and Furious Oh, what kind of character do you Ooh. want him to play? Just, like, a really nice guy. <laughs> a really sweet no, I don't guy? Know. I, I, <laughs> yeah, just, like, helpful. a really sweet old man. Um, it, yeah, just like be like, hey, let's let's change it up. Let's have Joe Pesci play a character where he's not going to yell. That would be amazing. I don't, I feel like Joe Pesci. Have they ever showed like uh, they haven't? They never showed um, Brian's like no. parents or grandparents. No, nothing or, about Brian's family. Joe Pesci related to uh, Brian. I was thinking, what, if, be what if Rita Moreno's husband was Joe Pesci? Like Abuelito is just Joe Pesci. Like it's just an old Italian man, <laughs> and an old. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. See, no, that tracks too much. I like I like Matt's thinking because I, I him being Brian's dad or grandfather makes a lot more sense because you, you see Paul Walker and then you see Joe Pesci, the Joe Pesci <laughs> Rita Moreno mix to make like in lineage of Vin Diesel uh, makes uh, actual Diesel. sense. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, yeah. oh, that I, I can see it. I, that kind of works. Joe Pesci is just, like, watching the kids. Yeah, now that Mia, like, so now you're taking the one thing that Mia still is <laughs> able to do away from her. Well, Jordana, I'm so sorry, but we got Joe Pesci, and, like, it's just really funny if he's with the kids. So, like, you'll, 
just not be in this movie? Look, you were not in Home Alone. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Jordana. So, you were uh, not my cousin Vinny. Exactly. I'm so sorry. Um, all right, Joe, let's run through. I have one, two, three, four, five. I have seven different, including a couple that are sort of variations on the same kind do of you thing. Do you want to go back Seven and different non-cars. Or what do you want to do? Tell me. Let's just go chronologically. Maybe okay. the first one that I have is the airplane they take to Japan. Wrong. At, wrong off the rip. What's before it? What's before it? What's before it? Skateboard oh, in the opening credit scene. Some kid has a skateboard. I was watching the opening. I must have missed that. And the, yeah, and, like, and I would consider school bus an alternate vehicle. I thought about that, it's but a I was big wasn't yellow sure. one. So that's a debatable one. But yes, those two first. Then plane the Sean car. is on. There is the subway he takes to school. Yep. Bicycle before that. And bicycles outside but there's school. Bicycles everywhere. When they in the Hulk car get to the garage. parking garage. Yes. There is a three-wheeled motorcycle. I have one of those, those wide things that we just that you saw like sit in. in the garage as they pull yeah. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's like mm-hmm. two or three of those. Yep, I got those. Later, after they blow by the cops doing 197 kilometers an hour, as they like enter that kind of back alley, there's a guy like like a delivery guy on a motorbike. Moped. Yeah, I have moped. It was moped. that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a chopper in Hans' garage. The Nas. The Nasmobile. That mm-hmm. one. You're oh, talking yeah. about the one with the two Nas tanks, right? That's your. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. And the only other one that I have is that in the scene where the fishermen Go are ahead. there and Sean's doing his drifting practice, there's like cruise liners in the background. Boats in the background. I have yeah. what I think might be two more, one unconfirmed. Okay. Same place on the docks. There's mm-hmm. some like uh, forklifts or pallet movers. Sure. Okay. There's mm-hmm. those. And possibly, I can't. I could never, never confirm it, but it looks like there's like loading and unloading cranes there. And I don't know if they move. I don't know if they, I don't know if they're well. So now this is the thing, like forklifts. Like we were doing street. Like I guess because we talked about like street sweepers in every which way. Like you're not using these to get from place to place. They they're serving a purpose, right? Did, hey, they told it's us the definition of vehicle is the thing that's self propelled. They're uh, it's getting from one side of the factory to the other side. So that's I true. Feel like that's a good comes. point. Yeah. Matt, before we play the Twitter game, are you ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? Yes. I don't know if I told you this, but we built a quiz. We found a quiz online <laughs> no, years ago. We're like, know. this sucks. And we built one. So there's seven multiple choice questions, six answers per question. There are 20, I think, or 25, 25, I think, different possible outcomes. You can explain your answers or not. Keep it mystery, whatever you want to do. But six que- or seven questions, six answers per question. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Question number one, Matt, how fast are you? Are you NASCAR? Roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor scooter. Um. So is that? In how fast am I? Uh, mm-hmm. Is this like as a human, or is however this however you like, want to interpret the question? Yeah. There's no wrong answers. Uh, I'll go roller coaster. Question number two. You know it's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale on that one movie set that one time. Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go Christian Bale. Okay. And then, I, I don't know that this might just be because that's the funniest one, but <laughs> that's I don't okay. know if that's really that's true. totally but. <laughs> fair. We didn't really talk about, like, we could, we could update that one to Tom Cruise on that one movie said that one time as well. Oh, it's yeah, the same thing. It's the, like they're uh, not traditionally yeah. angry people, but, like, do your fucking job. The yeah, I mean the Christian Bell one, it is funny, but it's like he's got a point too. It's, it's really he does have a point. Yeah, so does Tom Cruise, just like wear your mask. Wear yeah, your, like this is serious. Yeah. 
Question number three, Matt, we're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you on the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment? Or are you sneaking a snack? Sneaking a snack, for sure. You've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite? Working in your car? Hanging with friends? Drinking a beer? Working out? Or doing some work on your computer? Realistically, probably doing some work on my computer. Okay. Matt, describe your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember is good, but I'm going to go with never getting married. Okay. You just won the lottery. Congratulations. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my childhood home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? Private plane, for sure, on that one. Oh, nice. What is your drink of choice? Final question to determine it all. Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just <laughs> Joe's going to the bar, get me one of whatever you're having. Uh, I'll go with something fruity, probably. Oh, that's, I think you that's change it at the end there. Choice for me. He did not, okay. but the private plane <laughs> for sure slam dunked him. Matt, you are Roman, Roman Pierce. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. The world might see you as a joker, but you know the truth. You're a double alpha who just knows how to have a good time. <laughs> you use humor to put others at ease, but you've got more going on in your head than most people give you credit for, even if your mouth does get you into trouble from time to time. You're loyal to a fault, and you know your family needs you, despite what their jokes might say. And you drive, drive like the like wind, the wind blows. blows. Nice. It's it's honestly it's not too far off. That's I'm I'm very cool with that. Okay, so this is exciting. That's the first Roman we've got since Brian Rodriguez took it years ago. Like I don't I didn't really remember. I that didn't remember that either before, yeah. but like. That's a. It's been a long time since we got Roman, and Roman has a. What's the What's the odds? There's an eight percent chance to get a Roman, so it's not rare. It just doesn't it's, usually work yeah. out. So you are <laughs> nice. What's uh What's like the most? Who are Dom most is like a thirteen percent. Like most, Dom. a lot of people are Dom. A lot of people are Mister Nobody. Mia's. If we they're get like a lot of Mia's. Kind of weird and mysterious. There's a smattering of like people if they're like really kind of techie, like on computer stuff. It becomes like Ramsey or whatever. Tej, but Ramsey. Yeah. Roman, we we literally we literally haven't had it in. Brian was like maybe the first person who wasn't us to take this quiz. So it's since we've then given this quiz yeah. to like sixty five people since then, and oh, no one's yeah. gotten Roman until you. Fuck yeah! I also do think that like based on the summary, like people look at you like look at this guy with this pink hair. It's just like oh no, actually he's like he's he's smart. Like he's not just like. <laughs> What? A joker. <laughs> you know, I, I've got some smart stuff. I've gotten into trouble with my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I, I drive like the wind. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty spot on. You were driving like the wind on that jet ski. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the final thing to do before we say goodbye is this ain't no 10 second race, a.k.a. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. This is where we go on x.com, a.k.a. the X app, and find any tweet from anybody who's talking about these movies and see what they're saying. We respond to them and see if they get to respond to us. So I found Kevin Wozniak at KevFlix, who said in the Fast and Furious franchise, they brought back Letty, Han, Giselle, and a slew of other characters. But when are they going to bring back Leon? And we said, 
We ask this all the time. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. For you. <laughs> now, what I don't understand is I actually don't know. Mr. Tweet changed this so that you can't click on, like it used to say like one like, you used to be able to click on that. Let me see if I can do this on mobile because I don't know if I can, like we got, it got a like, but I don't think it was from that person. Um, hold on. Let me see. Is this a paid thing this? now? It seems like it is. It seems because there's like an analytics Bro, it button. Might be. God. Oh no. Oh wait, hold on. No, I can on, on mobile. You can do it. So Rob Denton, who oh, so he fixed us, it. So now you it. can only see it on one iteration of mm-hmm. the platform. So now what I have to do is I have to. I'm bookmarking our tweets on desktop, then finding the bookmarks on mobile. That makes yeah. This is exactly how it was intended to work. Great UX. Great UX, yeah. man. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Tweet. Oh, God. Um, I also found, I played for Charity. This was not my real one. The, the real one was the one I just did. But I also found Dati at XOXTBZ. I just finished my Fast and Furious Marathon, and Fast 10 really finished on the cliffhanger. Grr. But when Han sees Giselle alive, it's going to be so crying into a pool of tears emoji. And we said, we're not emotionally ready for it. Girl, do we have a podcast for you? Because we were in the Chrissy Shackle. Oh, we were, yeah. And it got a like, but it was also from Rob Denton. So I went (laughs) over too. Sorry, Charity. (laughs) Joe, you found Ray at Raven, who said, Fast X was beautiful. Like, wow. If you know me, then you know I'm a big Fast and Furious fan. And we said... What's your favorite part from the Fast and Furious? Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Joe was like, we're going to try to go real, just like respond, give us an answer. Didn't even get a like. Bob <laughs> didn't even like it. God damn, so, dude. Okay. Swing and a miss. Okay. And then Chrissy, our guest last episode, found Cosmic Glitter Kitten at Evil underscore Liz. My theory for how the Fast and Furious movies end, this guy survived the first one and is behind everything. Skull emoji. And it's a picture of Jesse from the first movie. And we said, we love the way your brain works. Girl, do we have a podcast for you. Joe, got four likes. Chrissy liked it herself because, of course, yeah. she did. Rob Denton liked it. Emily, Fast Saga FR, the... The account that I found before... You found her. She liked it. But also, Chrissy gets a point because Cosmic Glitter Kitten also liked it. So Chrissy gets one On the board. Very exciting stuff. Shout out to her. That one got traction. Jeez. God, I hate this game now. Sorry. How much more work it is. (laughs) And it's not your fault. It's Mr. Tweet's fault. Joe, please hit us with yours. Mine's from Shamart at Shamart TM. Shamart says, friend. Oh, this is a response to a previous tweet. Yes, yes, yes. Jazz uh said i miss when this movie was about racing uh quote tweeting the fast x poster and shamart says friend as the biggest fast and furious fan you'll probably ever meet i have to tell you that this franchise was never about racing (laughs) aside from tokyo drift racing was just a sideshow the main plot of the movies were always about catching bad guys i'd say we agree and sometimes being bad guys as well who's your favorite bad guy Shamor <laughs> boy do we have a podcast for you I'm trying questions now Matt because nobody responds to me anyways nice. so. I, feel like I, yeah. I, I put I put in his name but it felt like it was like an uh an email mail merge or something. It's just like, hey, <laughs> at Shamart TM, what's your favorite bad hey, guy? Hey, insert name saying, here. 
I'm gonna say, who's your favorite bad, bad, not bad boy? Bad boy <laughs> that's a that's different connotation. All right, Matt, can you please read who your tweet is sent by? I think yours is also a reply to hey, something. Mine, mine's like a multi. It's a, so I was going to read the, there's like a couple of responses here. <clears throat> so it starts off from Toyfu332 saying, me and the guys watching the latest Fast and Furious movie. And then it is a gif from Star Trek where uh, Picard and Riker are saying, what the fuck is happening right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then the response to that, is I feel like if you're not asking that during a Fast and Furious movie at least six times, then it's not a good Fast and Furious movie. Okay, sweet, fair. And then, but after that, Toyfu responds with, my friend Ralph, not on Twitter, and who can blame him, often challenges people who've never seen one to watch the first film, then the latest film, then try to work out what happened in between. Oh. And then after that, he, he which I thought was pretty great. Yes. And then after that, he's like, Okay, so they started out as a gang of street racers planning to steal DVD players, and now they've been contracted by the NSA to locate stolen nuclear weapons on the moon, which they drove to. And then Neil responds a couple more times. So which of these tweets do you – because we like and retweet and reply to one. So there's – I think I think the one that I would pick is that quote, the on the moon, the one that you just read. I think we should – Yeah, like. I, I would say that one too, yeah. And then we're going to respond. What do you want to – how do you want to customize this message? We're going to end it with, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Or should we say, toy, do we have a podcast for you? <laughs> oh i like that uh one. i toy toy do we have a podcast for you it's great you gotta end it like that for sure and uh oh man we really like this idea maybe we'll try it sometime on a, our podcast that's what i would have done <laughs> but you don't have to take that that was just that was my thing because i'm trying to convince joey that like we actually should try that one time we should make someone watch the first one and the last one and be like what do you think happened in between it would be pretty. It'd be pretty entertaining. I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel like just be like, "Up, toy. We're totally stealing this idea, toy. Do we have a podcast for you?" Uh, I don't know. Something along the lines of. I'm saying we're, we're totally. This is a great idea, toy. Do we have a podcast for you? Yeah. So I found Andrew Hodge at Andrew Hodge on Twitter, spelled differently, but sure, whatever. Quote tweeting, so there is something, this is from last May, so it's probably not going to work because it's a year and a half old. But New York Times Arts at NY Times Arts said, a man in a wheelchair faked a disability to get close to the Mona Lisa before tossing a pastry at the glass protecting the painting, officials said. So Andrew Hodge quote tweets that and says, the Mona Lisa got messed up a little bit, but it's all good. Just like Romans and Fast and Furious supercharged on the studio tour at, at Uni Studios at Tyrese at the Fast Saga. And I was gonna say like i thought he was trying to like i was i searched Mona Lisa fast and furious i thought he was talking yeah. about the car but he's talking about a different car i'm gonna just say or like the actual Mona Lisa car okay in the fast and furious yeah Tokyo drift but while i was looking for this and i'm sure that a bunch of accounts do this like you know those kind of like mean joke accounts or whatever but i searched like i said fast and furious Mona Lisa and there's a twitter account inspector ratchet at underscore Ooh, I like that name. Go ahead. Hood underscore Mona underscore Lisa. So Hood Mona Lisa. <laughs> Amazing. Ratchet, okay. Three times in the last year has tweeted almost the exact same thing and has gotten mini viral, like 30 retweets and 130 reply or, you know, likes That's nothing, but okay, yeah. But like, it, but she keeps doing it to like buzz numbers, but she keeps saying the same thing. The Fast and Furious movie franchise was written by two cases of Monster Energy Drink and a tribal armband tattoo. Like, it's not even, like, creative, <laughs> but she keeps putting it out there, and people are like, Girl, We still like this. <laughs> she's like, it's going like to catch it one day, and she's not deleting the old ones either. She just keeps... 
You see all of them. And the only reason it popped up is because it's her, her name has Mona Lisa in it and, you know, Fast and Furious. Yeah. But I was just like, but if you, like, there's not a lot of tweets about this and her three are literally in a row in the search results. I'm just like, girl, come on, like cover your tracks or something. That's what I said. I you got to delete the old ones at least. Yeah. One day, one day, Mona Lisa, it'll work. <laughs> You'll be on a BuzzFeed top 10 tweets about Fast and the Furious article or something. So I'm saying, or dot, 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 like Han's car, the Mona Lisa in Tokyo Drift. If you think F and F when you read news stories, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Perfect. Matt, thank you so much for joining us, for talking about this movie, for yeah, thank enlightening you. me yeah, on your, I think our movie tastes are more aligned now than, than I thought before, uh, now that I know that you kind of love some of these. It's, yeah, it's probably the least of this many movies that I have not just hated that you've loved. <laughs> so, yeah. Where can people find you if they want to find you? What do you have going on? I know that you were running a Kickstarter Indiegogo for a while. I'm not sure if that's still going on or not, because I don't. I think it had ended by the time we did 1999. It's you're, ended, yeah. You're working on a new movie. What can people find of your existing work? How can they help with the new work? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, over on Instagram is probably where I am the most. It's just my name, Matt Stewart, and it's Matt the usual way, S-T-U-E-R-T-Z. Uh, that's probably where I post about stuff the most. And then if you want to watch any of my movies, they're pretty much available anywhere. Uh, I don't know. Just look me up on IMDb and then look at any site where you can watch movies and they're, <laughs> they're there. But yeah, if you like horror, horror films or, uh, stuff that gets gross and weird, that's, that's probably the target audience for most of my shit. I was looking up your, um, movies today, Matt, and I was yeah. like looking at one of them and I was like, Matt made a movie called Rear Wheel Drive. This is so cool. <laughs> Sorry, I had to save that joke when I thought it. I was like, oh, man. Here's the thing. Um, it's it's dipped a little bit, and I, I don't mean to offend Matt, but there was one point where Matt's movie Tonight She Comes, which is one of the most disgusting movies I've ever seen, had almost an equal split from one half star to five stars on Letterboxd. Oh, that's so amazing. Like line. <laughs> yeah. Since I last looked, there's there's fewer five stars and four and a half stars, but it's, it's mostly <laughs> on the left side. But, like, it, you know, it is worth seeing. But there is one person who has this movie in their top four favorite films of all time. No way. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a big. Finn Horror. That's super cool, Matt. And Tonight She Comes that's is Finn Horror's number three. Number two is a movie I don't know called Hide and Creep, a movie about zombies and other threats to national security. So, sure. Okay. Number four is Moneyball. Wild. Which <laughs> okay. does not feel oh, like that a movie interesting, that way. Like, yeah. And then the first one is a town called Panic, which I don't know what this is either. It looks like a claymation something or other. Yeah, that was at like some a film festival a couple of years ago, I think. It looks like these are kind that. of like three, like this person is like, hey, here's three smaller movies that I think like I really love and I'm trying to champion. And also Moneyball. Like, I love Moneyball. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Moneyball's awesome, but like Moneyball yeah, sticks awesome. out in this top four like a sore thumb. Absolutely. Which is just wild. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I'll take being on a top four. Amen. With, uh, Moneyball you should. That's a stuff. huge compliment. Yeah. You know how hard it is. We watch some of these movies, and Joey's like, "Yeah, this was in like two top fours, and it's like a huge, <laughs> you know, crazy stuff." Oh yeah, Matt's on Letterboxd. All right, Joe. Knowing Matt for what the last oh, hour no. or so, hour and a half. Oh, his, his top four are all horror movies. I, I'm sure I can't get any of them. One's a horror. One's a horror comedy. Horror. One's oh, one of the uh, most famous horror Shaun movies. Shaun of the of, Dead. Shaun of the Dead, number okay, one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, one is Shaun, the, Shaun one of the, the most famous horror movies of all time where its sequel is an action movie. We've had this a lot in the top four. It sequels an action movie? Mm-hmm. And it's part of, it's the start of a franchise. Uh, what is it? Fuck, that now sounds familiar, but I can't think of it. What is it? 
Alien. Ah, it's a sci-fi. Yes. yes, yes, yes. We do get that. Okay, go ahead. Number two, I don't think you're going to know, but it's a movie that came out in the 2000s that was set in the 80s and looks like it's from the 80s. It's one of my all-time favorite horror movies. What is it? The House of the Devil. Okay. And number three, I don't think you're going to get this, but there is someone wrote a story with this in the title <laughs> called Kanye West colon this movie title. It's another horror movie, kind of a sci-fi horror movie, but I don't know because you're mm. – you, when you were like super, I mean, you're still kind of into Kanye, regrettably, maybe. But when you were, I find him fascinating. Was, still, before he was like, before he was like really super canceled. Uh, someone wrote a short story, like a, an actual. I have it somewhere called Kanye West colon name of this movie, and it's basically what if Kanye was the main character in this movie? Oh, I don't know. What is it? Reanimator. Oh, fun, Matt. If you do you know about Kanye West Reanimator? Reanimator. <laughs> no, I never. I'm kind of curious now, though. Oh, and the backstory of that, Matt, is that we we often play this game where we find somebody that has the movie that we've watched in their top four, and then I try to guess the other yeah. movies. So. Well, Joe, our next episode is The Bullet Train from 1975. Resident Story Mike Manzi is going to be on that episode to talk with us about that. Then we got a Life in the Fast Lane and then Furious 7, so the normal stuff after that. But the next pit stop is The Bullet Train from 1975, which is on a bunch of... Or it's on, hold on, because Mike asked where it was. Tubi, freebie, freebie. It's on Tubi, yeah, Tubi with ads for free. Awesome. Can't rent it, but you can watch it for free with ads. And I collected it, and it looks like the right movie, so. (laughs) Makes sense. Sure, whatever. Um, Also, on Monday, yesterday, as you're listening on the main feed, or this upcoming Monday, if you're a Patreon, Patreon, on our Patreon, TooFastToFever.com, we have Every Which Way But Loose, which was Justin Kleiman's pick, so that is coming out for you patrons in a couple days so oh, yeah get excited for that and also speaking of them shout out to cassie wilson nick burris alex ellen and justin Kleiman, and brian rodriguez of Ooh. high school slumber party wes hampton jerry robinson dan the duke hayden renato di donato michael mcgann lane middleton Lindsay lewandowski nate milton of the kings of sports jason rainey tom price mike Gallagher, josh buckley of whole yep. lot of wolves Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Tara New One, Aaron Willosen, Natalie Absolute, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. If you want bonus episodes like Airplane, which we did recently, like the Barkley Marathons, which we did recently, like Every Which Way But Loose, which we did recently, and a bunch more coming up this lap, Too Fast, TooFever.com gets you in the door from just $1 a month. And once again, Matt, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you, bud. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. For all things Too Fast Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter or X, Instagram, YouTube, threads, threads wherever. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop. And come back next week after you watch on Tubi, The Bullet Train, which is supposedly awesome. I've not seen it, but it's a Japanese movie, and I'm very excited to see it for the first time. Cool. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Matt Stewart's, and we will tell you all about it when we see you again.